What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another the Breaking Barriers pod, where we're talking all things and anything basketball. I'm your co-host, GZ Hoops. Let me throw this no look over to my boy real quick. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Mark, a.k.a. Breaking Barriers Training. G and I both would like to express our appreciation for the love and support you guys have been showing. Please continue to tune in to each episode and also go follow us on IG and Twitter, both at Breaking Barriers Training and GZ Hoops. Let me finish this bucket. My brother, what's up, man? Morning, bro. How you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> we we breathing, so I can't complain. Let's That's try true, this again. Bro. Let's try this again. Take two, take two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> episode 69 of the Breaking Barriers pod. Like you was just trying to say, five weekends in a row, Saturday morning, uh, EP drops. Consistency, just like we touched on the last couple weeks. Yeah, man. I mean, it feel good, honestly, though. You know, we yeah, we get to see throughout the week what's going on, find the moves, the trades, the talks, all that stuff, and, you know, going about our day. And then, you know, sum it all up for this little EP. So it's definitely, it definitely helped us in a long way. For sure. I mean, it's literally our DMs are just flooded with straight basketball <laughs> content 24-7. Like even last night, I forgot we was talking about something earlier that morning because it just <laughs> seemed like it was such a long day. So now we can just kind of verbalize it, put it out to the world, go from there. My boy um, was twisted. He thought... He thought I had a, a game yesterday. I'm like, yo, you play a nine, right? <laughs> I'm like, hold on, wait, do I play? I was sort of looking at the thing, like, hold on, who do we play? Like, G got me messed up. Then I'm like, wait, that's tomorrow, G. Well, yo, it's like from like 5 a.m. till, I mean, 10, 11 p.m. It's just basketball, 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 direct messages, texts, all that. So, yeah, sometimes it get mixed up, low key. Listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna be real. We we communicate a lot, like we uh, you know, ain't talked to each other in years. So mm-hmm. a lot of basketball. Yeah, we the ESPN of Anchor, Spotify, Apple. <laughs> Shout out to them for <laughs> dropping all of our content weekly. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, that's um, funny. <laughs> yo, but let's see here. Just a couple breaking barriers updates before we dive into the the nitty gritty. I know. We got some workouts to get to here shortly. Um, I know for our runs out here, my league, the Volo League, Saturday and Sunday of next week are playoffs. We're off this weekend for the holiday. Okay. Now I know y'all still got games this weekend back home. Tonight, tomorrow. Which is cool. I mean, low-key because a lot of people are probably back home or a lot of people are in town for the holiday. So y'all might have some bigger crowds back there. I mean, and honestly, bro, like, like I, I I haven't been up there probably since last week, um. So I haven't really been, you know, hearing or talking to Jim. But from what I heard, everybody was saying like they was expecting it to be canceled and stuff, you know, for the holiday. And mm-hmm. like the guys who run it was saying, the holiday until Monday. We don't have to play on Monday. Why can't we play leading up to it? That's, yeah, I mean, you know, that's what I see both points. Like I see the guys out here. I mean, especially because they run these leagues yearly it's not just like a summer league type thing right so if they're trying to step out be with their family i definitely understand right, i'm not exactly. too mad because i'm still not 100 percent with the whole calf stuff it's getting Man. better it's getting better but um but then on the flip side for y'all like this is newer they're trying to promote it they're trying to be active and present so it's cool hoops this yeah. weekend so definitely and i mean like like they said bro you know you get your game over what you get up out of there 
Exactly. Yeah, so, um, and if you want to chill and watch the other games or go early, watch the other games, you can. I mean, exactly. So, you know, I mean, I, I ain't mad at it. It's, it's more basketball for me to play. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, it's, it's definitely dope. So you're at nine o'clock tonight. If there is a live stream, we'll promote it. Um, I know I was watching last weekend with your squad. Uh, so X squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if you want to. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that one. I mean, I, all I know, like, I won't say too much, but I know you're running with a new group of guys. Yeah. Um, one of them that you play with regularly in the Ohio League, so it does make sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, in all high sight, bro, you know, it's just just trying to hoop and play good basketball. So, you know, it's like there's no hard feelings to the guys I was with or nothing. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do for yourself and not just for the team Facts. as far as that goes. So, you know, I just wanted more playing time. We have – a lot of great players, a lot of guards on there. So mm-hmm. this team I went to, they didn't have no guard play really. And um, I'm gonna just be real. Mike was basically LeBron when LeBron <laughs> was going from Miami to, I mean, from Cleveland to Miami, back from Cleveland, Miami back to Cleveland. <laughs> Mike, Mike was trying playing, to do it all crazy. Mike was playing the the uh, the persuader to be the free agent guy. Man, Mike, you must come over here. You know, just all positive talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All positive talks. So, I mean, it's, it was it was straight. I had to make a business decision for myself. Uh, I feel you, bro. I mean, that's what I play with. Two groups out here, low key three. Um, so you kind of pick and choose who you're gonna rock with, why you're gonna play with them, how you're gonna play with them. We talked about it the last couple episodes. Like most guys can fit into any role if they're like true true basketball players. But also, too, like, we are paying for these leagues, so we want to be able to get some run, get some cardio, put the ball in the hoop, just, like, feel like you're actually contributing Contrib- a little exactly. bit more. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. like, obviously the, the cats on the other team, like, you're still cool with, but you just want to get a little bit more bump and just play, have fun, and, like, make yeah. the money being used in that sense. Yeah, and, I mean, honestly, I mean, I don't know. It, uh, it depends how people look at it. If you rather sit back and be on a team that's like y'all could win some, like y'all can win some games, but you barely play, like you play like probably four to eight minutes the whole game, and compared to where you could go and be like starting point guard for the whole forty minutes and still had the same outcome as the other team as far as wins and losses. Then I mean, you know, that's not really a bad jump, I don't think. Nah. Um, but you shout, know, I mean, like, shout out to the league for letting you do that, though. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to shout out to the Legends League, man. I mean, I ain't the only one that did it. I mean, I'm I'm not the only one who did it slash doing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, let's just say last week when you saw certain people playing for two teams, that's over with. So okay. this was Ooh. the last week to switch teams, but you can't you can't play for two teams at once. Makes sense. I mean. Truthfully, that's good for the league, too. I'm sure they want to kind of spread guys out and make it, like, a a more even playing ground. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. Like we were saying, like, this is the first time this league's ever even been a part or came to fruition. So, like, they're trying to figure things out on their end. They want to make sure everyone's having a good time. They want to make sure everyone's competing. So All good um, basketball around the, around the table. And the, the thing about it is that people don't understand they're mad because, oh, I want to play. That's more money for y'all. Yeah, it's more money for them, but that's not what they're looking at. They're looking at the high quality and is a good basketball. Will people want to come back? And also, if you got people playing for multiple teams, nine times out of ten, even though that's your team, you could do what you want. Nine times out of ten, 
you're going to be bringing that person from the other team to come and play over the person you got on your team. And then what happens when y'all play each other? How do mm-hmm. you play for both teams? You know what I mean? So, like, that's the confusion they're trying to stop early. But right. I, I understand that because you can't be mad at your team when y'all losing by a certain amount or y'all doing this or that, so you want to go play with the team you, you play with secondly. And then y'all playing each other, and you think you're going to be able to hop back and forth during halftime, and you can't do that. So. <laughs> nah, yeah. You can't pull that one, man. You can't. Um, yeah, so I, I, know I agree with the I know we was kind of shouting out Drew last week, too, for kind of helping put this league together. But I do want to give a shout-out, too, to Ken Madison. We touched on him. He, he's the current head coach at Kennedy. Um, <laughs> when I tagged you in that post from last weekend when I was watching the league, he messaged me back. I thought it was Drew running that social media account, but it's actually him. And – We'll try and get him on the podcast here soon, promote his stuff. Um, like we touched on, like it's really cool just for the area back home. Don't really have stuff like that happening too often. Seems like a cool guy. He said he's willing to come on. So we'll get him on an EP for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely a cool dude. I mean, you know, I just seen him this year, of course, because it was his first year here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at Kennedy, I saw him. He's about business on the sideline, I tell you that. It's um, good. It's the Kennedy way, honestly. I heard a couple things, you know, from players on the inside, of course. But, I mean, from what I saw on the outside, like, and then he – every game he got that note card, you know. And, like, mm-hmm. when we first started coaching, that was one thing I always looked at. Like, what's on coach's note card? But he's right. probably the first person around here, maybe in a while, but probably the first person I saw at all, like, where every game he had multiple note cards or he had a sheet of paper where he had, like, the list of stuff he wanted to, you know, see, of course, during the game. So you could tell he coached at the next level where they do right. that a lot more. At, um, I would see him looking at that. I see him operate. I see, you know, just how his team reacted to him and things like that. So, I mean, seeing that, that show and then seeing how he operates in this league and just move around and trying to make sure everybody got a drink, everybody paid, but everybody got their chains. You know, he's mm-hmm. not making sure. Yeah, that's, that's dope. You know, he's not making sure everybody paid, like, like the last game, last game we came in, I was there, um, and everybody was that was at the door was you know trying to set everything up, so people was just walking in. He politely walked to everybody, but he also made sure they had their change, so he didn't just you know walk away like some people who run the event do, and you got to chase them down to get your change. You know, mm-hmm. like he went individual each individual, made sure they had their change. But do you need something so you don't have to go get up? I'll go get it. He got kids running around going to do stuff, so you know. Mm-hmm. That's it's, that's it's my legit. Insight. He's legit, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, that's my insight on what I saw. You know, and I'd rather give him his flowers than just say two things and not be real mm-hmm. and speak up on what I saw. So maybe even next weekend, honestly, episode seventy, try and get him on here. Yeah, I told him, him in person. person. Yeah, to- talk I told, to him. Yeah, talk uh, to him I can him message him. him that kind of thing. Yeah, so, I will know, say too, bro. They're going busy. back to the whole uh, no card thing, it's funny because I've talked to a lot of guys over the last couple of years, and people have different stances on that. Some people are like, oh, you shouldn't need, like, written notes. You should be able to just visualize and verbalize and just remember what you want to express to your guys. Mm-hmm. But on the other end, bro, like, that kind of stuff, those are just the little things that you're jotting down to ensure you don't forget to say something. Because I think we all know in the heat of a moment in a real basketball game. You can't remember if, that. Yeah, bro. If you've ever been on the sideline in a coaching setting, yeah, you might go into it with all these ideas, all these schemes, all these – potential in-game adjustments right but when you like when that whistle blows when the the clock's running 
you're so invested in the game itself, I promise you you're not going to remember everything. So Once, yeah. you got to jot stuff down, bro. Or talk to your assistants, have them write it down, that kind of stuff. Once that first play go through and you don't like the way it went, nine times out of ten, the stuff that you was, quote-unquote, supposed to remember, mm-hmm. you want to scrap it anyways. And that's why, as a coach, you're, you're prepared at practice. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, you preparing at practice, you jotting that down, it's just you, okay, we did go over something new. But we might not have talked about it enough to where they remember it as soon as they see it or hear me talk about it. But if mm-hmm. I jot it down, you know, or if I gave it a certain name, they'll remember it. Mm-hmm. You know, so stuff like that. <clears throat> People don't Bless really you. understand. Appreciate that. People don't really understand. It's, Man, you, you know, getting sick now? Nah, allergies, Are you still man. got a, like allergies um, from like a month ago? Allergies is all – my allergies is all year round. Yo. It's crazy. But, you know, um, it's just little stuff like that. I, I saw that and I was like – because, you know, I was one of them coaches that be trying to – I be trying to jot it down. But mm-hmm. I be so amped up throughout the day about the game, I really can't remember. Or I'll jot it down and write down a whole thing, note card to look at, and then leave it at home right mm-hmm. when it's time to go to the game. <laughs> so, so you know it's I, I feel like it's a big convenience um i noticed that because you know he played obviously my twice played thorough mm-hmm. and then watching him down the line uh, going, trying to get to states mm-hmm. he was just always looking at that note card and i was like you know what that's something i gotta add into my my thing is your a repertoire for sure yeah. and like i said bro even if you write something down and give it to your assistant be like hey man hold on to this if any of these instincts or atmospheres pull up during the game, and I'm not saying something, speak up. We're a team at the end of the day. Exactly. So that happened with me and Will all the time, all the time. Coach G um, over there with the clipboard. Always, bro. <laughs> I was writing down everything, bro. <laughs> Looking like you crazy. Like, this, what, this cat think he in school or something? This cat not even watching the game. He's just writing. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mastered the whole looking up, writing down stuff. That that was my tactic for sure. Um, Those are the coaches that – you hate though because it's like, damn, bro, practice been two and a half hours long. <laughs> but then you, you, in the long run, you holding up that trophy. So mm-hmm. exactly, bro, exactly. Um, so shout out to Coach Ken. Try to get him on maybe next weekend. I know you talked about someone that's playing in the league too that we're gonna try and get on here soon. Verbally confirmed. So we just gotta schedule something like that. So stay tuned for that. Well, you know what? We gotta interview a lot of hoopers that's in there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like bro. they, like these dudes is legends. And it's mm-hmm. funny that they named a legend because somebody was putting on Facebook, like, there's a lot of legends in one gym. You know, mm-hmm. like, a lot of these dudes from around here, you know, we all got our, our name whole weight around here. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a little small city, we did something where we oh, etched yeah. our name in the book. So, like, we definitely got to tap in with all these dudes and see their input from the Legend League. Mm-hmm. Uh, one name that keeps circulating to me is Marcel Holden, a.k.a. Nap. Yeah. Nap and we've been just... talking about him, too. And honestly... Yeah. I want to hear from someone like his perspective, like how the league or just playing quote unquote competitive ball again is benefiting him or just impacting his day-to-day life. Cause I think me and you both know, and we talk about all the time, just hooping in general is our escape. And I feel like it's a lot of guys escape too, but over the last couple of years, maybe they haven't had access to that. So right. it'd be cool to hear what they have to say about stuff like that. For sure, man. And I, did you end up getting to watch his team versus Malik and him? No, I don't think Bro. that one was streamed. I don't think B- battle. I'm sure. Battle. It was. A, I'm a. I'll talk to you after this and give mm-hmm. you the inside scoop. Word. Battle. It, it like that was one of them games where it was like Mr. Miyagi versus Daniel. <laughs> like 
Like, I mean, Nat, Nat the, na- the names say it all, for real, for real. It does. It, Nat was Mr. Miyagi, obviously, and Malik was Daniel. So, like, huh. coming up his whole life, Marcel was always obviously older than Malik, so he was at all the open gyms, mm-hmm. killing Malik and his team. Nat bring his five back from high school, they killing them dudes. And as Malik got older, Malik started being able to compete. Mm-hmm. Listen, that was probably the best I've seen anybody guard Marcel from around here in a long time. Like, probably from dudes around his age. And you know what? That's cool because I think you've seen, at least earlier on in the league, or over, I don't don't know. I'm not back home that much. But, like, it almost seemed like Malik wasn't too interested in the league. Like, he was just out there just to get a little workout in. But when it's a big-time game like that, when it's against kind of a guy he, quote-unquote, looked up to or has battled against over the last how many years, like, he had to lock in and put his – I am a professional basketball player, pants on. Yeah, so you know, I mean, obviously Malik got grown man business. He got handled, make mm-hmm. money. So I guess Thanks. the day we played him, he had work. So, you know, mm-hmm. they played back-to-back days. And he definitely was making it for that game. And they was, they was battling, bro. That's tough. That's they tough. Was battling. They was battling. So, uh, I mean, I, I ain't got no complaints about this league. Everybody hooping. Like you, like in the Youngstown League, at least we go and look at their records. We be like, "Oh, they trash. We about to trash them." Then sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, they come and give us a better game than their record show. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you're able to go and look at their record or see their roster or how much they average. This is kind of like skeptical. Like obviously, everybody around here know each other, so like you see the team, you see you see who won it. For the most part, you know them. You like okay, you know, but like. You don't know their record necessarily. You don't know who like really on it because it's not a website where you can go and check them type of thing. You all know who's in shape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Honestly. you know, if you ain't there, like scouting or watching the film when it's live, it's like you literally see who you play and play them when you pull up, and it's like that's the best part of basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, like nobody sure. could come into the game and oh, this is gonna be a boring game. Like obviously, if you see the team, that's like the powerhouse that you. But like, oh, this is gonna be a long game or something. But right, you still compete because I mean, it's still good basketball. Mm-hmm. And like at the end of the day, it's just a summer league, men's league. Like anyone can be anybody, you know. Yes, so. and like I told dudes there, let me see you do this in college against dudes who's doing what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody could be a star in the summer against dudes who end up walking around, don't care, call time who, out. Who work a nine to five. Like, it, it's just different. I mean. It, it's crazy, bro, because, you know, when I when I say that to these dudes that's a little younger than us, oh, it's an excuse. If you're a hooper, you're a hooper. Bro, I there's I legit get off of a 12 to 7, a midnight 12 to 7, come home and watch my son or, or do whatever activity I got to do at the house mm-hmm. and then go and play a game off of barely no sleep. At like and, 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> come on, man. So let me see y'all do that. Like, y'all are at, y'all are in these little quote-unquote dorms out here at Penn Station Angle, which aren't real dorms. Y'all are living in old houses. They turned into dorms for y'all. Oh, really? So, yeah, so there's like old apartments and stuff they're living in, I guess. Like, like, bro, you remember where Mark's in, in the cut barbershop yeah. downtown across from McDonald's? That duplex where his his barbershop was inside of, they on the other side they had those as apartments. Oh, yeah. So hmm. those was like apartments for that's low key cool them to live at. Yeah. So I mean, you know, you're you're living in that, and then you're able to go to the Bill Club because everybody know the Bill Club is open to the community, mm-hmm. and you're able to go there and shut the Bill Club down and work out whenever because that's technically your home court. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you know, you are built different. You're able to get some sleep, and I'm not. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, bro. It's actually really funny that you're even going on this tangent, too, because 
one of my tidbits before we dive into some other like professional basketball stuff was one of my coworkers earlier this week, they asked me, they were like, it seems like you're always running around. Like you're always committed to doing something, whether it's you have a game, you're working somebody out, you're working out yourself. You do a lot with the church. Like, why are you always running around and how do you do it? And I was going to ask you how you do that, but you're kind of explaining it here. I mean, it's just it's just basically me wanting me understanding what I got to get done and then me understanding what I got to do to be able to do what I want to do, if that makes sense. So no, I, uh, 1000% agree. You know, what I mean is my son obviously going to come first. Everything that comes in my house or priority stuff is going to come first. Mm-hmm. But um you know, you sneak in some naps. Uh, I'm fortunate to have great parents who obviously love my son more than me now. Mm-hmm. So I can, I, can, I can get him to him for a few hours and, you know, get a quick nap. And, and then when he nap, just try to nap with him. But, um, you know, obviously, like we always say, we love hoop. So you're going to make time for hoop. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, bro, it's like a pride thing, too. Like, I, I personally, that's why even being hurt the last couple of days, weeks, really, has been so tough on me mentally. Because I really, depressing. I don't, I don't like just sitting around. Like, I'm, so, I'm so used to just being on the go. It's honestly depressing, bro, in a way. And people don't understand. They'd be like, oh, you're not in the NBA. You're not getting paid for it. But when you're so used to being able to play, bro, like you just said, you had all the activities you do. And now you're limited to half of them activities. Right. That's. What, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I like working for myself, one. Yeah. Like, spiritually, physically, mentally, everything. I want to be the best person I can be so that I can provide for whoever I'm around to benefit them and better them. All good vibes like, you want. I, yeah, like, ah, it's no hate, but, like, I don't know how people just, at least, like, our age or, like, in our time frame, like, just go to work, go home, play the game, do whatever they're doing, sleep. Like, I don't know. Like, I need to do something that I feel like I'm being productive every day. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. It, it keeps that. me out of my own head, too, to be honest. That's what, to be honest with you, besides talking to you every day and trying to get back in the realm of certain things that we're trying to get into is, that's what made me feel like I wasn't doing that. Because I, even though I, I'm doing the American way, like I'm going to work, taking care of my family and stuff, it's like mm-hmm. you still had that downtime where you sitting or I nap, I go to sleep at like 4.30 or 5 when my girl get home and I wake up and it's 9 o'clock and it's like, yeah, I needed that nap for work. But it's like I could have, you know, probably worked out a couple of kids or just got in the gym myself and then came mm-hmm. home and nap. You know, and it's like, I hate to say it, but the days I lay around and try to prepare myself for work, that's when the nights feel like they are longer compared Mm -hmm. to when I had a workout and I was only supposed to be in the gym for like this long. And I ended up being in the gym for that long and only got like a half an hour of Mm -hmm. sleep before work. That's when I feel like, you know, I had a productive day and stuff like that. It's like you'd rather be preoccupied than not occupied. Like if I just sit here all day, every day, bro, like internally, I'm like, dang, I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting other people's time. Like, what am I doing? Could have helped somebody today. <laughs> right. So, like, because my coworker, like, he, he's my homie. I mean, he's he's a little older than us, but he's he's a cool guy. He's been in my field for, like, 10-plus years. And he's like, I don't know, man. Like, after a, after a day of work, like, I'm just tired. And I'm like, I mean, when I'm, like, 38, 39, I might feel that way, too. Whew. But, like, I'm 26. Like, I need to do what I can do and do what I want to do as much as I can now. Work my legs while they can work, bro. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's not even just like physical activities either. Like 
you just gotta stay busy there's other ways to kind of learn and grow and just better yourself i don't know there's no point of staying stagnant in any aspect so why why do that definitely i mean you know like and 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 that ties back into basketball like mm-hmm. people wonder how we able to go running and stuff i mean if you think about it bro we did this when we was young but we didn't put obviously the work hours in so we didn't put the right. nine to five in but we put like we go and hoop for hours and hours and hours and then we would have like when we had aau and mm-hmm. then we like i know there's sometimes where i would come back from my aau weekend right back to um practice for high school Mm-hmm. And then there was times where I would leave from high school practice to go to my AU game. So like, we put in this type of work. So that's why we're so used to being able to run. But that's what I'm saying. We're used to being busy, right? And that's so. on our parents too. Because like, I remember like, especially throughout high school, our soccer workouts throughout the summer they were always eight to ten, eight a.m. to ten a.m. Right. And then hoop workouts. Coach Mancino, our basketball coach, for all that don't know, he would always schedule basketball workouts around 10, 30, 11, so us soccer guys could get up there, one, to work out with the team. And you two, got no excuse to miss. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, like, it's I'm like already knowing. <laughs> he would either see you pull out of that parking lot and drive home, or he would see you walk up to the gym and get a workout in. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, that's smart on his part, but it's also good for me because I was just like, all right, from basically 8 in the morning till noon, I'm working on two of my skill sets, my crafts, and then, Realistically, bro, the rest of the day I can do whatever the heck I want. And what? But if you look at it though, that prepared you for life. Like you had to be on time for soccer. Mm-hmm. You had to get up early. Then you had to be on time for basketball. Mm-hmm. You had to be early. Mm-hmm. So, so you look at life now. You got to get up for work. You got to be early. You got to get to your other activities. You got to. You got to be early. But that prepared you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like, like you said, when you don't, when you ain't in that type of motion. Life is different, and and it strike you, and you feel like you get in your head because you've been so used to just doing everything for yourself, mm-hmm. getting up, understanding that there's a structure to life. You don't just get up and drink Do whatever. a big, <laughs> big thing, a, a Kool Aid, and go back to sleep. Yeah, bro. You no know, things like that. So you know, I mean, in the, the day, bro, like you said, it all ties down to why we still play basketball and how we play basketball. It's a pride thing, um, bro. Even getting up and recording the pod, honestly. It's a it's a pride thing, and the only way we get out of that is by being lazy. Mm-hmm. We had to do it. Had to do it. Um, one final thing, too, within the Breaking Barriers updates. When I put that story on last night of the Breaking Barriers jerseys, the Bucket Squad, shout out to Tim, his jerseys, that kind of stuff. Um, it made me think, too, like, you both of you two are like allowing me to keep going, keep pooping, but also it's because like you guys enjoy the game just as much as I do. Right. One and two, I also had a bunch of people swipe up on my story and say, "Where's the new merch at? Breaking Barriers merch. We're trying to get this. We're trying to get that." Mommy. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Oh, we will. Man. We will. We try. My we thing try. is okay. I'm gonna put it out there now for people that do reach out to us about new merch. If you have access to a printing press or like whatever, like if you have the ability to make t-shirts, shorts, joggers, whatever, reach out to us and we can work together. Yeah, tag it to plug us in. I mean, we that, that's the that's what we're trying to get at. That's mm-hmm. the moral of the story. Because it's we talked about it. It's not as easy as it looks to just kind of mass produce clothing. 
<laughs> like, and we just all the people the that do now. it, I mean, yo, like, shout out to them. It's not easy. So if you have the access or you know somebody that can help us out so you can rock with what we're kind of promoting, tap in. For sure. And honestly, I, people have been trying to um, get their own Breaking Barrier jersey for real, too. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy thing about it. They, I, I got a couple people that actually wanted, like, our number, our name on the back. And I'm like, dang. Yo, that's tough. For, like, Steph. People <laughs> but, wearing our stuff, yo. Literally. <laughs> literally, bro. <laughs> literally. But, yeah, definitely plug us in. And, I mean, no, like, you know, vice versa. You, Tim, all y'all people, like, I, mm-hmm. that I follow and see doing the same thing I'm trying to do. Definitely keep me going. Because, like, I be talking to Ike sometimes, like, bro, I don't know how, you know, cats even want to keep this going. Like, this is rough. But then you look at it, bro, it's like, you look at all the stuff we're trying to accomplish. You want to accomplish. You said you wanted to do mm-hmm. all, all that. So, you know, it's, it's a cycle, bro. We all bros for a reason. We all, you know, follow each other. Mm-hmm. And keep good, for keep good people around you and you'll do good things. That's really what it comes down to. Um, yeah, for sure. Before we dive into the NBA stuff, too, I want to touch on one quick thing before our commercial break. Um July 1st, 2021 is when the name image likeness ruling came into play for the NCAA. Mm. So a year ago, right? Um, Which is I just, big time. Yeah, bro. I just saw a little snip of it on uh, SportsCenter this morning before we hopped on the recording. I mean, just give me your thoughts on what it's been like over the last year, like what you've seen and how it's benefited collegiate athletes, how it's been a negative, anything. Just want to hear, hear your mindset. Well, only, only I'm gonna get the negative out the way because obviously you don't want to hear bad. So the only mm-hmm. negative I've seen is like for the coaches who obviously are at the major programs who are able to just go and pay money and obviously do it the wrong way, even though these kids are able to get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only negative. But I haven't really heard too much about it. But obviously you don't hear about it at first until time go on. Mm-hmm. And um, the positive is these kids is getting paid. Rather they there for a year or four years. You got to understand when you're there on a scholarship, you still got to pay for other expenses and stuff. So um, these kids is getting paid for something that's theirs, which is their own name. They're getting paid for their name. Mm-hmm. I don't see no wrong with that. You got adults able to wear their jerseys and names and stuff to the game and get shoes with their faces on it and everything, everything of that sort with these kids name and face and everything else on it. Why can't they get paid for it? Mm hmm. I like it. No, I do too. I mean, I remember this time last year, us talking about it for a while, just kind of explaining what it was, how it can benefit these kids. And here we are a year later. And I think we've seen all that really just come to life. Kind of like you touched on, the only negative I really was thinking about this morning was like, it definitely can mess up the recruiting process for some schools. Just because like you said, like, the Nick Sabins, the Coach K just just ended his his career, but like the guys with big time names at these big time programs, they might be able to pitch a little bit more. I know they're not supposed to directly pay kids to come to the school, but you can say, hey, if you come to this school, we have access to these brands, these groups, these organizations, that kind of thing. So exactly, like recruiting can be skewed in that sense, but also. That can benefit the smaller schools with like local endeavors, and that right. helps those small businesses. And it really, just comes full circle, in my opinion. So 
I don't even think it's like a true, true negative. There's a positive in the negative, if that makes sense. I, yeah, I, I believe there's it, two positives to turn the negative into almost a positive. If you ask me, only, be, <laughs> only because – only it, it's crazy to sound only because the coach is getting what he want, but then you know the kid is getting what they want, and then mm-hmm. like you said, the other brands that they're promoting is getting what they need. Like mm-hmm. if you look at Jackson State with uh, Deion right. Sanders, right? Like that that's benefiting a lot for Jackson State. It's bringing a lot of revenue, a lot of action, a lot of eyes to there, obviously mm-hmm. um, to the HBCU period. But then it's showing like recruits like. We'll still send you to the to the league. Just come and put your trust in your work here, mm-hmm. and show us why you should be there. You know, and right? He just landed the number one recruit in the nation. Did he? Um, yeah, this past year, uh, Travis mm-hmm. Hunter. Oh um, yeah, yeah, you're right. So yeah, um, I mean, like honestly, bro. Obviously, it's external revenue to the kid that wouldn't happen prior to this past year with the whole amateur status. They weren't allowed to get money. Right. Um, I also think it's more exposure to collegiate sports overall with commercials, brands, et cetera, however you want to promote it. You're using, let's say, Paige Buchers. Like, I know she signed with Gatorade. Obviously, Gatorade's a very well-known uh, brand and just sports drink, right? But even, like, little girls or little kids seeing that, oh, Paige is a Gatorade athlete. I want to drink that even more type thing. And now I'm going to watch UConn because of Paige, because of Gatorade. Little things like that. Exactly. Um, and honestly, bro, it potentially, and I think we've seen it. I'll bring up a name here in a moment, but the name image likeness stuff can can keep guys and girls in school longer, truthfully. Yeah. Yeah. Some people can benefit and build more money in their pocket staying at the collegiate level than going into a professional setting. Exactly. Which, I mean, that's not always the case, but even like guys that maybe go to a smaller school who aren't truly – I don't want to say built for, let's say, or basketball podcast, the NBA, but they might be able to make a lot of money overseas, but they could make more money staying at school, getting a degree, and then building their personal brand wherever they go. I mean, look at dude from um, Bama. What's his, the one that was on Jelly Fam that started Jelly Fam? I forgot his name. Oh. Uh, he's the point guard. I don't want to mess his name. Dang, up. I but can every, see his face. Number yeah. thirteen. Everybody knows who I'm talking about, though. His nickname is Jelly something mm-hmm. on on um, Instagram. I mean, he's a senior. He just graduated, and he stayed. You know, he obviously stayed for his degree and to get his game right. But once Javon the, Quinterly, yes, him. So once the uh, NIL came, he stayed, and now look how much he's benefiting off it. You know, mm-hmm. he came back for a fifth year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, you're right. It definitely benefits for the long run. And truthfully, bro, like someone that at least a lot of our listeners know or have heard of before, Oscar Shoeboy. I mean, like he could have went to the league. He could have entered his name in the draft that just happened a week or so ago. But after winning all those accolades at Kentucky and just obviously talking to his team, his like interpersonal team, I think he realized like he can make so much money learning and growing under Coach Cal for one more year and then make more money in the end of end all be all goal going to the NBA. So it's like a win win. It is, bro. Like you get more college experience. You learn under a great coach. You work towards getting that degree, which I promote a lot of kids to get, truthfully. Right. And then you also get money in your pocket for being a college student. I mean 
Don't you, get no better. You know, too, when you're a college student, bro, like you got a lot less uh, responsibility versus being a professional, quote unquote, a working man. So, like, if you can make money while you're still, a, a, sounds corny, but like a kid, why not? <laughs> exactly. We about to hit this commercial. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna finish this topic a little bit because it's lit, and then Go we're gonna we're gonna get on from there. Yes, sir. You know what, though, too, bro. Mm-hmm. Another thing I was just thinking over the commercial break, Bronny and Oscar is two people that I could think of off the top of the head that like benefited off of this the most. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he got his dad money. Everybody going to say that offhand, but off his, excuse me, own name, image and likeness. Um, Bronny is the richest kid in high school right now. I mean, he's a part of phase clan. <laughs> so, and he don't even really game like that no more. So let that let that soak in how he's the richest kid in high school. Like it's like at six point five million or something like that. So he's already on a road to being a billionaire by the time he make it to the NBA. And that is crazy, bro. Oscar, he's projected to make like one or two million this year coming back. So that's playing uh, college basketball. That's guaranteed. Like yeah, he was gonna be like talked about and getting drafted in the top whatever. But that's mm-hmm. not guaranteed that he will last in the league. And I'm not saying before people listen to this mm-hmm. and say exactly. I'm saying he can't exactly. last or he's not good. I'm not wishing that. I wish him to flourish in the league. But I'm saying the reality is some guys are built for college basketball. Some guys aren't built for the NBA. You know, mm-hmm. so he's and being smart. And why not get like your it. money? Your like the the money you know you can obtain now. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He, exactly. He's it's being a smart. business move. Yeah. He's being smart by getting his degree because if you think about it. He had a couple more years to play, but in reality, in, in school wise, I think he's like what a junior or senior. I think this about to this is going to be his senior year. So, in reality, that was the best move, like you said. In, in reality, because he went back, and got his degree, right. and he, he's making his money, and now he got his money. He, he's obviously going to save up and use, and now you can flourish to go and put your full fourth effort in the NBA mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. you finish your college career. Exactly, that bro. makes sense. The name, image, likeness stuff is dope. Um, one year anniversary, definitely happy it came into play. Uh, Shout out to them for finally approving it. For real, yo, touching on Bronny real quick. Now that you got my mind thinking about it, he was <laughs> at that like NBA top one hundred camp. They disrespected the hell out of him, man. What dropping him to what sixty? He was already at fifty something this pack going into this year because he was hurt. Right, so then he, he goes he to looked, the camp. He looked good at that camp, though. No, was just to the words. I'm he goes to this camp and and proves that he can hang with these dudes and you drop them lower. My Come thing on. is, bro. Like he, so I think everyone expects him to just get Be out there and yeah, drop thirty, ten and ten. Like he's not six eight, six nine, two fifty. He's a point guard, but he always makes the correct basketball play. And that's why I do like watching him. I think he's going to have a really, really big senior season at Sierra Canyon. Bro, he has the keys now. And he, if he's fully healthy, I mean, come on. He plays like – listen, everybody want him to be his dad, but he plays the split image of him. He mm-hmm. just is a, a point guard version of him. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah, like you say, he's not scoring 30, 10, and 10. But if you really watch his stats, sometimes he's having 20 and 10. And, and seven, maybe mm-hmm. there's games where he had 15 to 10 and 10. Like he's he's definitely filling the stat sheet like his dad did. He's an all around basketball player. <laughs> and if you ask me out of all the big names in his class, such as Rob Dillingham, Mikey, 
mm-hmm. DJ Wagner, um, Jared McCain. J- out of Jared's them, tough, yo. Out of all them, we named Jared, Bronny, and DJ. I feel like are the, are the three who play the game the right way. I'm not going to say – No, that's facts, though. I'm not going to say the rest don't, but they aren't out there trying to do the baller's life stuff for mm-hmm. let me put all these combos together. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put these combos together because that's part of my game. That's how right. smooth it is. You know, like – so, like, out of all of them, the big names, I feel like those three are the ones who, like, really just – they just play it so effortlessly, and everybody, like, give them their props, but they'd rather go to the Mikey and Rob Dillingham side. Right. So, now, I mean, Mikey – We've seen this week, too, posted pictures of him at an official Kansas visit. He was in the Kansas jersey, all that kind of stuff. Um, what happened to the HBCU? That's what, obviously, I remember we had a, like, 20, 30-minute segment, segment on him a couple years ago when he As was saying, like, I'm going to go to an HBCU. I want to do this. I want to do that. And if that's not his, his like, avenue or, or route right now, cool. That's fine. But it's, like. I don't know, bro. Like, I'm very interested to see what he does, where he goes, whether it's the G League Ignite team, whether it's major D1 basketball, whether it's the NBL overseas, whatever. Because, like, I will seen, admit, we've seen him do some very, very good things, right? Great moves for himself. And I will admit, his mom went to HBCU. Mm-hmm. So, rather he choose to go to one or not, he could have mentioned that at the time just to, you know, bring light to it. Mm-hmm. I think, bro, like, I mean, me and you know more than most people about this kid. We follow basketball pretty closely. Right. I mean, do you think he is really that guy? Like, you think he's that good, though? Like, obviously, like, he is a bucket. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of the teams he's played on, it's not really been, like, winning atmospheres. Besides his freshman year when it was a weaker, weaker comp. Okay. And that's so- where he's going now. This is my thing. I feel like he is. How can I put it? I don't want to. I feel like at this point, everybody's starting to realize he was maybe overhyped just because of him, his dunking ability at a young age. Young age, yeah. So he wasn't able to really express his true talents as a true bucket getter as a whole, as he's been able to express like since his freshman year up. Mm-hmm. Um, can he be that guy? I really don't know because he don't stay nowhere long, right? You know, so and I don't, I don't want to dog him because he's a dog. But then mm-hmm. it's like, it's like you was better off just going to Sierra Canyon with Bronny, and y'all just tearing it up. But you don't want to be on a a bomb squad team. You want to show you could be that guy. But it's like, okay, your freshman year, you was that dude, but For you your had local a, high school team, which is cool. A, yeah, you had a couple hoopers with you. Um, then you go to North Carolina, wherever you went, and you was on that team. Yeah, I was going back and forth. You played more comp. You wasn't really doing what you was doing out there in San Isidro. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you take a whole year off, and you play yeah. AAU. Well, you, you go to Vertical Academy, the school that his dad created. <laughs> Come on. So, I don't know. Like, obviously, he, he is a Division One prospect. Easily. There's no doubting that, but it's just tough. And we're obviously critiquing a kid, which sucks. But, like, 
I think there's just been so much hype around him for so long. It's like we want to see that the hype continue. So mm-hmm. we're not. It's not mm-hmm. like we're mm-hmm. we're excited that he died down or nothing. I no. won't say he died down. And we're not excited that he's not you know where he was or whatever doing what he's doing. We we want we want him to continue to flourish so that way everybody's not talking about him the way we sound like we're talking about. Him. And bro, even continuing with the name, image, likeness stuff. I mean, he's benefited greatly from it all. I mean, he's a Puma athlete. Bro, he's in a high Puma school, athlete. Yeah. The high school was his. Like mm-hmm. the stuff in high school was his, so he was like, "It's crazy, bro." And to be honest with you, um, if you want to be technical, G, he's going back to his high school for his senior year, who's coming off a state title, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, I guarantee you, this year's going to be a movie. I just hope they play some good teams, and he's able to put on those scoring and just overall performances that he does against the lesser comp in those games. Big question, though, G. If your team won states the year before without you, and you come back, and y'all got a a even amount of even amount of talent to win it, and y'all don't win it when you come back, what does that say? Yeah, I mean, that's one negative uh, one negative individual coming into the room. I guess you could say. I mean, I don't know. Like, hopefully, they win it again. Then, if that is the case. But that also stinks for whoever – if the starting point guard was an underclassman last year, that's right. uh, that's kind of tough for him because Mikey is – Mikey's basically LeBron coming back to St. Vincent, St. Mary if he would have left them. Or even LeBron when he came back to Cleveland. Pretty much. Miami. Pretty so much. like um, In a high school setting. Because <laughs> the, coach, the coach is still there, I think. The coach okay. that was and there that was when his, he was a freshman. That was his boy. Like that was his dog. So, you know, like – yeah, so like – um, I'm not 100% sure they won states, but I believe they did because when Mikey shared he was going back to his high school, um, I saw it said, um, ring me two times. Somebody said ring me two times. And then I saw Mikey say it's finna be a movie. I'm getting me a ring this year, this and that. And I saw how what he, what he shared, it said um, defending champs, state champs or something like that, okay. have Mikey so, coming yeah. back. So I believe they won. Don't quote me on it for the, the guys who really know what's up with Mikey. If you know what's up, tap in and let me know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to actually look it up right now. But, um, yeah, yeah, I believe bro. they did win states. Truthfully, especially him being a Puma athlete, he's played for the one-of-one on, one one team this summer, too, Mellow Ball's AU team. Um, obviously, like, we've seen them interact over the last couple of years, too. I wouldn't be surprised just based off him – I guess I could say based off their relationship, if he took the international route too, going to the yeah. NBL, going to the Rising Stars thing that they have over there. I mean, there, there's me. a lot of avenues that Mikey could take. and That wouldn't I mean, surprise me. But they didn't win states. So okay. they, they didn't. But they had a nice season. They was 23-9. and nine. Yeah, And, and they, they actually smooth. had Sierra Canyon on their, on their um, schedule. I hope they play this year. They, they had them and they had Cathedral Catholic as well. Sierra Canyon. So Bronny's playing Carmelo Anthony's son this year too. They had that's on LeBron's request. So mm-hmm. before we get to that, I know we're also, we're rambling, but this is good. This is good. They also play St. Vincent and St. Mary's too. So Sierra Canyon does? No, um Mikey oh. School. So they play on some teams. We'll see, bro. I mean, that's what is it's so cool in today's era that we're able to even be in tune and like know 
about all these kids and all these high schools and all these top just environments within the basketball world that obviously we didn't have 10, 15 years ago. It's, it gives us something to talk about and it keeps us even more interested in the game. Definitely does. And let me correct myself. They didn't play St. Vincent. They played St. Mary's out of Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, but still same, same thing no i'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> but still they were you right that i mean it is dope that we could you know because think about when lebron was in high school for instance right and people who was maybe our age or just loved basketball wanted to keep up with him the only way they could keep up is by watching the news mm-hmm. because you know and it was like big time that even a kid like that was on the news on espn like exactly. lebron was one of the first guys to bring high school basketball to ESPN platform and make uh, the sports illustrated mm-hmm. like so you know there was a lot of things like so think about how far we've come so you know I me mean, it is dope and you know to fast forward to what you said um, LeBron Bronny do play Carmelo's son and I was at the request of LeBron so like that's Man, gonna be epic that is so him cool and, bro him and Melo gonna shut that down that is so cool like honestly like all basketball things aside you know what I was requested, right? You said you know why? Huh? To repeat what they did. You know, I mean, LeBron played Carmelo, yeah, so it's only right. They played only right. Twi- they played twice, right? Once sophomore and Carmelo's uh junior and senior year. I'm pretty sure they played. But either way, it's only right they sons play each other. That's what I'm saying. Like it's kinda like a a storybook ending for the fathers, even though this is just the beginning for the kids. Man, that's dope as hell. It's so cool, bro. It's and also, like a lot of basketball people are like, eh, yeah, that's interesting. We're like real hoop junkies are like, yo, like that's that's so cool. I mean, that's because that's like us having kids and then they're following our footsteps. Mm-hmm. But we're and, pro, we're pro hoopers. <laughs> like, not even that, bro. Like, not even no, that I know, though, because I know, I know. you know, like me having my son, it's like. Seeing him light up every time he see a basketball, like obviously he light up seeing anything he could put toward his mouth. But it's like he he look at basketball a little different than the baby maybe should. Mm-hmm. So that make me feel like obviously he gonna be around it, so he gonna have no choice but to love it. But that make me feel like he got his own love already, right. because his mom would be at my practices and games, and obviously he's in her stomach. He could hear everything that's going on. It's like mm-hmm. he he come out and every time he hear a basketball, his head turned to it. So like, you know, that's like him following my footsteps now and then like to see him like play basketball and play point and do the things I did. Like mm-hmm. I can only imagine like at their level how they feel and then mm-hmm. to have their kids at a high level in high school though. National spotlight type, thing, type that's, stuff. That's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Obviously, Bronny and them will obviously probably pull the win out. Because I'm not really sure, too sure about Melo's son school. Like, do they recruit? Yeah, I'm not too sure either. And what grade is he in? Is he gonna be? Is he gonna be like a sophomore? He's he either gonna be a freshman or a sophomore. So, man, play. But he's a bucket. Yeah, no, he's that. smooth, yo, and he's been he plays just like his dad. Pops and Seabrick, so like, yeah, yeah, and he's dunking now. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, bro. it's crazy. It's crazy. We've talked about him before, but if you don't know, now you know again. Keon Anthony. Mm-hmm. Kion, Kion Anthony. He's tough. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's touch on the NBA free agency stuff now. Yes, sir. A lot has happened since free agency opened up Thursday night. And obviously, we're not going to cover everything. <laughs> we're not wolves. No, we, we talked about that a couple episodes ago. Like, we're not just going to sit here and read off 
who went where and why and all that kind of stuff. I have some stuff written down, but we'll talk about what we want to talk about. We don't want the episode to be too crazy. Um, I will just touch on like the Supermax extensions with some bigger name guys, deserving guys, guys that got paid over the last couple of days. Okay. Your boy, D-Book, four-year, $224 million, stay with Phoenix. Joker now has the richest or like the highest paid contract in NBA history, five years, 264 mil. This guy. Kentucky boy, your boy, Carl Anthony Towns, four years, 224 mil. John Morant, four-year designated rookie extension, 226 mil. And Zach Levine, five-year, 215 mil to stay with the Bulls. Those are like the big guys that are staying with their respective squads. That's dope. I mean, it's crazy. Obviously, all all very deserving. All guys think, who talk a lot in the media, but ain't one shit. But go ahead. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, with the whole Joker, the richest contract in NBA history thing. This happens every year now. Yeah, Don't I you mean, think? yeah, like back when they was in their run, Steph Curry took that off of James Harden mm-hmm. after James Harden had basically took over Houston. So. I mean, every year somebody is the richest because um, the owners. The league is the league is growing, bro. It's a testament to the popularity and the revenue that they're able to bring in. Exactly, and also owners are understanding that we can't lose these guys because it's so easy to jump ship and request a trade, Mm -hmm. or just become a free agent and run now. So Mm -hmm. we got to lock these guys in and and build around them. Those are the teams that want to win. That's the one. And that's what I'm saying. Like the five guys that we just named, like very high level stars, superstars, some would say in the league. Started with dope. eight squads too. Yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. It's dope seeing them stay with the teams that they've been with the last couple of years. They don't want to just jump ship because obviously um, loyalty and just like tenure isn't as recognized or even just occurring in our league today. So. Think about it, Cat and out of all them names, Cat and and Book could have been bounced. They were supposed to team up. They could have been bounced, bro. And for them to stay, and you know, D Book, all it took was Chris Paul and Monty to come back mm-hmm. and to get a nice little squad. But that window looked like it's going down, though. But yeah, and I think Zach seen what they have in Chicago with Damara with Zoe. I mean, Zoe got hurt, and they were. They were the number one seed in the East at the beginning of the season, right? Started undefeated. I mean, yeah, I mean, they were killing when they are at full strength. Injuries came into play. Everyone's going to say, oh, Lonzo's always hurt. That's for another podcast. But, like, I think Zach, like I said, he just knows, like, they got something cooking in Chicago. He's very well respected. He's been there for a couple years. I'm sure he's established a home there. I don't think there's a reason for you to leave at that point. Obviously, if you have a, a very – very like big opportunity to maybe win a ring that following year with another squad. Yeah. But like, I don't know Win where you're at. That's they, my mentality. Hey, they just picked up Drummond too. So mm-hmm. that's a force. Down this is low. a solid pickup. That's a force down low, you know, and people may call him a bum, but no, everybody no. don't understand what it's like to play under the expectations of LeBron or playing in LA, you know? Mm-hmm. So, he talked I mean, about it too. If anybody want to go watch Drummond's interview about playing in LA, he said mm-hmm. he talked about that. I did see that. One well, the thing, I mean, I saw it firsthand. I mean, over the years, but especially when he was in Cleveland recently, like he's a force. 
And it's really just like the way the game's going today. We talk about all the time. Stretch the floor, run and gun. Maybe one big man on the floor at a time where he's more of a traditional big. Get on the block, rebound, defend the rim. Right. I mean, you can still use a guy like that on your squad. So, like, come on, man. That's a very solid pickup for Chicago. Um, how about the KD and Kyrie? That saga continues. Um, we've seen KD request a trade out of Brooklyn. Kyrie opts <laughs> into his player option, but like reports are saying. They do want to play together still, but just not in Brooklyn. I don't see that, though. I don't either, bro. I don't see that because if that was the case, they wouldn't have signed that extension to stay in Brooklyn when mm-hmm. they, when them two and James are supposed to stay. And when Kyrie didn't take the um, vaccine and all that, that's when I seen all that. Now, obviously, we ain't talking like them or on the inside, but – I don't see KD wanting to – obviously, his two preferences was Phoenix and – Miami and Phoenix. Miami and Phoenix. So, with that being said, I don't see him wanting to team up with Braun because his career already took that hit and, and you know, him being a villain when he went to the Warriors. Could you imagine him teaming up with LeBron? Well, oh, what, they say he's see... better than LeBron, and now he got to team up with LeBron to learn from – come on, bro. Well, did you see what Gilbert Arena said? He's basically said, like – all the antics, all the media aside, KD, Kyrie, go play with LeBron, win ring after ring after ring, and just basically shut everybody up. No, I mean, I, I mean, I, I put on my on my story it would be good for basketball, but that's because I knew everybody would be like, oh, you're hating, you're scared, your Warriors can't beat them, <laughs> but that's not good for basketball because then everybody who was talking about how his move was bad, how's that good now? Oh, because he's teaming up with LeBron, so LeBron can pass MJ and rings. And then everybody say, oh, he's the GOAT, and so is LeBron. You know what I mean? But, like, make it fair, you know? Make it fair how it was okay that he went to the Warriors, they won 73, and he goes with LeBron, who he's competing to be over as the quote-unquote best of the ever to play this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, still make it competitive. I mean, I wouldn't be mad, though, if he went there because I love good basketball, and I know at the end of the day, them three would play good basketball. That's what, like, I'm, like, indifferent, like – I'm a LeBron guy. Everyone knows that. But, like, just seeing him and Durant on the same team would be weird to me. And it's not Team USA or All-Star game. That's, like, that's that's what I'm saying. You know, it's like. It's, because, really, it's really like if MJ and, let's say, Larry Bird were on the same team. Or even Magic. Or it, like, even it'd just Charles be like, Barkley, dang. You know? like, I mean, it'd be cool to see. Don't get me wrong. But then again, it's like, wow. Like, our game has just changed so much over the last how many years. Like. Early 2000s basketball, one all-star per team, maybe one, like, contending all-star guy. He's, like, on the on the glimpse of being an all-star, and then role, role players. Right. And now it's obviously, like, the league is developed and everyone's so much more skilled. But, I mean, LeBron and Durant on the same team with Kyrie and AD, like. That takes, that takes away from us looking forward to basketball, like, when we was, like, on the Christmas days when – we had matchup after matchup where it'd be like D Rose versus Kobe, uh, LeBron versus Kobe, mm-hmm. um, you know, D Wade versus D Rose, you know, like all the matchups on Christmas. And then, like, we look up Christmas Day and it's like the Warriors who are the defending champs, but they don't have no like super team. They just won by good role players and their three anchors. And then you got LeBron, KD, AD, and Kyrie. 
coming into would, the Warriors. Like that's just bad. It would definitely shake things up. But I don't Obviously. see them keeping AD if they was to get Kyrie in. I just there can't be enough money or enough basketball. Nah, because if you think about it, AD is that big contract. So even AD said it like either this summer or last summer, nobody is safe. Everybody except LeBron can be moved. So he knows, like if they find somebody better or bigger, like he could be out of there, despite his contract. And that's why he said, "I'm never leaving LA. If I was to leave LA, only place I'd go is Chicago. Chicago. That's where he's from." But He's liable to be traded. Which is crazy. Um, I mean, KG called him out the other day. You sent it to me last night, I think. I loved it. I loved it because somebody needed to say it other than, like, fans and like Stephen us. A. <laughs> yeah, like, other than fans and Stephen A because, like, KG is his position. Mm-hmm. KG is who he play like, almost. Except he's not more of a force. I wouldn't say he's as much of a force as KG. But He's in discussion for one of the best fours of all time. KG. Yes, Yes, and and AD I think is like a a more um, finesse KG. You know he's KG in his prime, but he don't really play with that force like KG, which is AD. absurd because he's stronger and physically. Bro, he, he got the build. You know what I'm saying? And for so for everybody who might not agree with the comparison, KG said it a while ago himself. Mm-hmm. Like he's seen a lot of AD in the game, but now KG's fed up with him. Like. KG basically told him, bro, you got to go go get in shape. Go be an MVP. Mm-hmm. Stop well, stop settling for LeBron, riding LeBron's coattail. Right, like you came – you guys teamed up to basically championship. prolong LeBron's career, taking the load off him, you being the guy, and LeBron just not necessarily being Robin, but like him being basically able to that, play – Yeah, like pay, playing a much – more stress-free game, which hasn't happened. <laughs> no, and that's why he's, in, in retro sight, basically desperate to get Kyrie, which I don't see why. I mean, I know he, he teamed up with him, but even though Kyrie apologized and, you know, saw what LeBron was trying to do for him, that don't, that don't make me believe that Kyrie would stop his antics, for one. And for two, if Kyrie want to stop playing, he's going to stop playing, basically what I'm saying with the antics stuff. And for two, um, when they won that first ring, obviously injuries happened. You mm-hmm. couldn't control what happened the second season. But AD should have been back healthy this year. Mm-hmm. And they should have been making a run back at that title. The Warriors is my squad, obviously. They were a great squad this year. Their durability was able to get them to where they was. Mm-hmm. But even LA should have been. Even with injuries, bro. Even they, with they injuries, injuries right. this year. Right. But LA should have been the ones competing. Or at least in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. I think it's just very interesting to to think about the Brooklyn Nets as an organization since they transitioned to Brooklyn <laughs> from New Jersey to Brooklyn. Like how much just chaos has been there, truthfully, from the Darren Williams days, bringing him in. He wasn't really the player that he once was, at least at Utah. Like he was still smooth, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't moving the way he they wanted him to, I guess. Right. KG and Paul Pierce, that was a big trade. Them coming from Boston, that didn't pan out. Fast forward how many years later, KD, Kyrie, Harden, those three, honestly, goofballs pairing up together. And you see what happened <laughs> with them. James Harden's in, Fien- or in Philly. 
he's supposed to re-sign with Philly here soon. I know he denied his his player option the other night, but yeah, so he could give them more money to get more players. Because honestly, mm-hmm. he he wants KD. That's what I'm saying. So like the what the Nets have been doing over the last how many years has basically been for nothing. Like they've they, blown they up their whole organization to bring these big names in that didn't. They, they didn't do anything. And to be honest with you, bro, it was Kate. If it, it it wasn't KD's fault, I believe it was Kyrie. And people gonna look at me like I'm crazy. Oh, no, I you, you, you know that you don't know how the ownership is. They don't have no loyalty to you. That a lot of that is true. But let's look at what Kyrie did as well. Kyrie was trying to you know preach to everybody to, to not go to the bubble because this and that ain't safe. Let me at least get my people to look into it before we go to the bubble. Like, who are your people compared to the NBA people? You know, like things like that. And then, like, everybody go and play. And then you don't come back and play at the beginning of the next season. And then when mm-hmm. you do play, you play one game and then you take another four weeks off. You know, it was just like, a, it's a lot of things. Like, Kyrie nah. coming come goals when he wants. And it's, it's a lot. That ran everybody out of there because, you know, they – they wanted to play. They wanted to win. You're a big part, and you're not here, and this is your hometown, and you're leaving out on us. We're not staying for this. Mm-hmm. I just think it's crazy, too. Like, it's been a couple seasons, couple years, but everything's been moving so quickly. Like, I feel like they just got to Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, now if you they, think about it, they, they was only out. there for two years. Mm-hmm. Kyrie was only there for, what, two years, right? Because the first year KD – no, three years. Three. The first year KD didn't play, but he signed. Mm-hmm. It was there. And yep. then the second year, they got James Harden. Harden, couple. Yeah, like midway through. Yeah. And then midway through this year, Harden bounced. Yeah, like it's just been – there's been so much happening around that organization. So definitely interested to see where both those guys end up. If they do stay together, I'd be shocked. It doesn't yeah. seem like there's great energy around them too. But maybe they're keeping it behind closed doors and they really are cool. I don't know. I'm going to keep it real with you. Uh, somebody on ESPN that's, like, real credible for their – Winhorse? Um, Brian Winhorse? I, I don't want to say it was him, but I can't remember. One of them said that the relationship isn't as tight as they're trying to portray it to be. That's I, I can't see it. I mean, especially, like, KD's been backing Kyrie for the last three years. I feel like he has to just kind of – like, enough's enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, if you want to be real – how do the report come out that they want to play together, but then it hasn't changed that his two places he prefer is either Miami or Phoenix. Right. Katie, that is. I'm talking about. So, um, I don't know. It's you crazy. Know, you know, people, we'll be following it here on the pod for sure. Um, I don't know. They're just. It's too much drama. And, and <laughs> you know, even though he is the goal, you got to thank LeBron for all this jumping ship stuff. You know. <laughs> you do. I'm a LeBron guy, but you do. That's the only thing if I could put on his career that I don't like. I mean, yeah, he probably wasn't going to win an NBA title at Cleveland unless he was able to, like, really recruit guys or get, like, picks. But mm-hmm. come on, man. Like, at this point, bro, like, it's like a soap opera. Like, guys is just it is. leaving, it and is. they're not even free agents, you know? And it's like, come on, bro. James Harden is on his, what, 415? Yeah, it's uh, I mean, just over the last couple of seasons too. Like everything's been moving so quick. Um, but we ain't gonna spend time talking about them drama queens. Shout no, out no, to no. PJ Tucker, getting him a nice deal in Philly, back with his boy James Harden and Daryl Morier. Yes, sir. Shout out to John Wall, my boy, mm-hmm. getting back into the league. Clippers. So, what do you expect from him? 
I know we're kind of wrapping up on time, but I'm expecting him to just um, come back and really prove that he deserved this contract mm-hmm. and he he deserved to to been playing. But um, you know he got to get some of that rust off. But um, I feel like if he stay healthy as long as well as the two guys he got, I feel like they're gonna be competing for the Western mm-hmm. Conference Finals. I'm excited for him to come back. I really am because I feel like a lot of people around the league kind of just put him off. They wrote him off. They, they marked him off. They said, why is he getting paid all this money? He ought to play. John Wall's so. been John Wall for how many years? Injuries happen, bro. Like, he, he can come back and be the John Wall before. We don't know. We haven't seen him. So Injuries happen, and then your team that you was loyal to give up on you, and then they trade you to a team that you thought you was going to be able to help James Harden, and he give up on you and want to get traded. <laughs> it so, always comes back to the same couple names, bro. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> It is what it is, but I definitely got to try to get this ticket to oh, when yeah. you play Cleveland, so I can oh, go see him. Oh yeah, I'm. Oh, yeah. I got. I got three games I'm trying to see out in Cleveland, so I gotta. I gotta work to get these tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, Rudy Gobert going to the Timberwolves <laughs> for Malik Beasley, Pat Bev, three other current players, and four picks leading up to 2029. The the dumbest trade to a lot of people, but for Cat, I feel like. That's the best trade he probably had. Well, now he can play the four. He wants to shoot. He wants to shoot so bad. And <laughs> I just don't understand why that boy wants to shoot. And he was killing people in the post. Three point was, uh, like, contest winner, bro. He was like the he was like this generation Shaq almost. Like he could have been mm-hmm. had he looked at the post like that. But you know, that helps him and that helps Minnesota on the boards. So it does. And so a lot of people were clowning the trade, but I mean That's big time. They, like I said, they gave away a lot of names and bodies, but like they're getting one big body that's going to benefit them right now. Bro, so. think about it. You could take Cat out, and you still have a rim protector and a uh, uh, not a bucket, but a rim protector and a rebounder. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, it's so a you good pickup for Minnesota. It is because now he don't have to stress about why aren't you helping these guys score. You know, because now Anthony Edwards and Cat got a score, and whoever else they bring in. Because I heard they were shopping D'Lo. I haven't heard anything yet, but I'm interested to see what Patrick Beverly has to say. Yeah, because you busted your butt to get them in the playoffs. And get you this a guy was crying like they won a chip after a play and win. Right, when they was clowning or him on ESPN. Line. They was clowning him on ESPN. They said, I'm going to tell my kids that this is Patrick Beverly's championship. And he's sitting there just smirking like he ain't got to say because, you know, that was – oh, that was the funniest thing. Man. Um, another young star – uh, first year All Star last season, Dejounte Murray pairing up with Trey Young in Atlanta. That's big too, bro. Mm-hmm. Because he plays defense and he could play point guard, so now Trey could play off the ball. I know it can be like a like Trey can be more like Steph in that sense, where he doesn't necessarily need the rock twenty four seven. He's gonna have it a lot, but he doesn't need to be the main focal point for the duration of a game. There you go, and and you know now can they put their ego aside? Because mm-hmm. DeJounte Murray never really tripped on offense, like where he like was like, oh, I need the ball. Um, but can Trey put his ego to the side and learn Steph's game and play off the ball? Mm-hmm. It's going to be really cool to see. I yeah. do want to give a shout-out to Coach Pop and the Spurs as a whole because Murray said they came to him and said they want to see him flourish as a young superstar, and that might not necessarily happen within the current system that the Spurs have right now. They're in more of a rebuilding uh, couple – couple years so I mean he loves San Antonio obviously I think 
he would have loved to stay there and maybe he'll go back there later in his career. But for right now, they're allowing him to grow and just be the best version of himself, which is pretty cool to see. You don't see that like ever in professional sports. So. That's why Coach Pop is the GOAT for everybody who think he can't coach or don't care about his players. Mm-hmm. Um, one more name, Jalen Brunson, five years to the Knicks. Big for the Knicks, bro. Did his dad just recently get hired onto the Knicks staff? Did I see that? I don't know. I heard that when I was listening to All the Smoke the other day. I don't know. I'm going to fact check it real quick. I don't know, but that's big for the Knicks. Now, if they could build something around him, that would be even better. You know, because I I, I, I know you saw my Yeah, he is on the Knicks bench. Just got hired the other day. Oh, wow, that's big. So I know I know you saw Michael Bridges and John Morant and somebody else say y'all tripping and Nick's got a, a big pick. He's a hooper for real. Mm-hmm. So that's that's big, bro. Uh, did they trade RJ Barrett? Nah, RJ there. Okay, then. So that's big, then, bro. I mean, honestly, you know they put some pieces around that. Hey, Stephen well, A. Michael, stop crying. People were like, "Oh, is is he deserving of this? Like he he flourished in Dallas because there wasn't as much." focus and emphasis on him because of Luca. But I mean, obviously I'm not I'm not saying RJ Barrett's at the same level as Luca, but a lot of attention in most Knicks games is on RJ. So like it's not like every team is gonna scheme just for Jalen Brunson. They gotta defend RJ too. And this is his time to say like I am a starting point guard. I can kind of run the show. I mean, I will say the Knicks have had kind of a a rough time bringing in external point cards and having them flourish. So maybe he can kind of change that curse, but we'll see. Time will tell. Big pickup. If you ask us, mm-hmm. everybody out there. So, you know, we just got to wait till next season to see. I just want to say two more things. Warriors uh, pickups and losses and the Cavs because those are our teams. Uh, don't talk about the heartbreak. The Warriors. So Damian Lee is going to Phoenix. I ain't really care about him. Your, your homie is leaving Golden State to go back to Europe. That was the craziest <laughs> ever. But you got it. Go Otto Porter Jr. signing with Toronto. That hurt. That hurts. Uh, Gary Payton II signing with Portland. <gasps> Every time I seen that post, I post a heartbreak under the Man. comments. That was big time, bro. That was. That was and the guy like I could play. He could guard everybody. Juan Toscano Anderson signing with the Lakers. I didn't care about that. He didn't really play Which he was important last season and earlier this year. As the year went on, he wasn't too pivotal. But uh, Otto Porter and GP2, those are pretty Ultimate. significant loss. Right. Um, they but did re-sign Kevon Looney, and exactly. they picked up Dante DiVincenzo. And more more stuff's going to happen over the next coming days, weeks. But Exactly. But we, you still think about it, We still got James Wiseman and, and Moody. And Kaminga, um, like those, cool. are, yeah, those are guys that played this year and was able to see and experience things. So you know, bringing Dante, whatever I don't even gonna mess his name, even Chenzo, bringing him in, he basically fills the void for Gary Payton. So that was basically a, a great pickup because he's a two way player, and um, you know, we just I, I guess you could say Kevon Looney will fill Otto's role because. Um, Obviously, he'll be starting, but once Wiseman work his way in, we'll you guess got, that. You got to keep start. Looney around just for his championship energy and atmosphere. And like we talked about last episode, he didn't miss one game this past season. Played regular season playoffs, games. finals. So it's like games. he's a winner. He's a competitor. You can't lose someone like that. I don't think Steph, Clay, or Dre would let 
Golden State have him walk or leave or do anything like that. Nah, not um, at all. Cleveland, they picked up Robin Lopez on a one-year deal, which I don't know. I guess that's good. That the curly head one or the curly? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, experience in the post. Um, he can kind of help mold some of those younger up-and-coming stars. Jared mm-hmm. Allen, Mobley, that kind of thing. And then Ricky Rubio does return to Cleveland after he was a big factor into our early season success last year. Then he Ricky. tore his ACL. Listen, I got to tell you something after this. <laughs> he tore his ACL, and then they traded him to the Pacers in hopes that they would waive him, which they did. And now he's back for three more years. So I think that's a smooth pickup. I got to tell you about this man, Ricky, after this, because they we had claims that Ricky was up here at Kennedy playing. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait till I tell you this. Wait till I tell you this after that we get off, bro. You gonna lose it, man. All right. All right. <laughs> well, yo, I, I think we're we'll end it on that longer episode. <laughs> but we had a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about. This was a cool episode. Listen, updates, if, name, exactly. image, likeness, all that. High school hoops, pro hoops, everything. So, remember, if you guys enjoy the episode, we need to start saying this too. Make sure you leave a review, leave a like, subscribe to us on Apple and Spotify. That helps us out. Spread our posts. Um, shout out to everyone that taps in and that anchor here. I know the vibes. Um, yeah, bro. Everybody, this is man. episode 69 of the pod. Episode 69. And if you love us, no matter how long the episode is, you'll finish this. Mm-hmm. Even if you got to pause it, go a couple of days and or take a couple of days. I do that all the time. Definitely. With podcasts. Definitely, bro. So, you know, show love. And we people are traveling it. for the long weekend. Throw us yeah. on, yo. Throw us on, man. So we appreciate y'all. We we appreciate the love. Like G said, Apple, Anchor, Spotify, all y'all. We appreciate it. G, I'm about to get this up. I'm about to tap in with you, bro. Yes, sir, bro.